Welcome everyone to the Avet of Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daftalit. We will begin on Gimel Amurbet, towards the bottom of the page, at the words Matkif Lar of Yosef. We had an answer before, and we said that we had a problem because, on the one hand, uh, we were saying that Goyim kings, they they have their clicker date when it switches years, they use Tishri, whereas Jewish kings use uh, Nisan. We had a problem because we saw a case where we're talking about Daryavish, and we said Daryavish, who is also known as Koresh, okay, I'm sorry, Dariyavish was also known as Koresh. Um, we had we have a clicker where we, we have a, a, a we're showing that the clicker was not Tishri, which it should be Tishri, because since he's not Jewish, it should be Tishri. But yet we see that it starts in Elul, and then you have the same count in, in Tishri in the third year. Both of them are the, the second year and then the third year. Sorry, second year and second year really should be second year, third year. When you go from Elul and you count once, and you count in, in Tishri, so you should already be third year, but you're still second year. How come? Says, I'm going to be He was a kosher king. So we counted him like the Jewish kings. There's a question. The first question is, If it's true, that in the beginning, it was binding, that, that, that Koresh was... Uh, counted by Nisan, then we have a problem because it says Vishaitza Beta Dina. and this house was built Ad Yom Adar Dihu Shinat Shat Lemalchut Adiyavish Malka. It says that they finished it, the the Bet Mikdash on the third day of Adar. In the sixth year of his ring. Vitani, we also learn that year, the next year, Allah is not Bavel, is not came from Bavel, we got a with a whole bunch of rab, of rabbis with him. Viktiv, it says, It says he came in the seventh year of the king. If it's true that we're counting from Nisan, should be in the eighth year already, because we're counting from Nisan, if the ne- same time the next year. Meaning in Adar the next year, Ezra came and he he left. Meaning he left Babel. So same again. Adar was the sixth year. The same time the next year, Ezra left Babylonia. That should be the sixth year. Now one and then and he shows up in Yerushalayim in Av of the next year. So it's a five month journey. Now by the time you pass Nisan, that should be the seventh year, but it still calls it. The sorry, I'm sorry. It's, it, it comes on the seventh year, but it should have been the eighth year. Good. Says the Gemara. Vaod mi dami. Also, how could you compare? Hatam Koresh Hachadar Yavish. Over there was Koresh. Here's Dar Yavish. So Tana, we learned in the Brayta, like I was telling you before, who Koresh, who Dar Yavish, who Achashdash. It's the same person. Koresh and Dar Yavish and Achashdash are really all the same person. Koresh Shemelech Kasher. They called him Koresh because he was a Jewish king. Achashdash al Shem Malchuto. His name was Daryavish. Okay, so he dealt with the second problem. What about the first problem? The first problem was a big problem. We we were saying in the beginning that Goyim kings have a clicker in 
Tishri, except for Kodesh, who has the clicker in Nisan. Because he's a kosher king. But here we see that Nisan was not... In the second year, we saw that Nisan was the clicker. But near, here in the sixth year, we're seeing that Nisan is not the clicker. Make up your mind. The, the, the first one in the second year of his kingdom, that's before he spoiled. Hechmitz means he turned into vinegar. When wine turns into vinegar, we say it's spoiled. So we say, we, that was before he vinegarized himself. And in the sixth year, that's after he got vinegarized. Yani, after he became a not good king. So when he was a good king, they counted him like a Jewish king. And when he became bad, yalla, okay, back to, uh, we're going to make the clicker back in, uh, in Tishri. Right? Are you going to say that Kodesh slash Yavish got vinegarized? What do you mean? He was good. Vaktib, doesn't it say, when he sent a letter with Ezra, after he built the Beit HaMikdash, he sent a letter with Izna to the governors of Yehuda to take care of the Beit HaMikdash. He said, He said that when, when they built the Beit HaMikdash, wow, Baruch Omer Ve'oseh, come sit over here. I want to give this guy a, a gemara over here. Welcome, Aaron. Right behind you, Aaron. Come on. Okay, we're on the top of Dalit Amuralf. Okay? So this king, who we're supposedly saying, Hechmitz, Yani, he became, he became a... Uh, not, a good king. not a good king. But yet, he's sending a message to the Beit HaMikdash. This Goy king is saying, whatever korbanot you need, young bulls, rams, sheep, wheat, salt, oil, take it as much as you want, every day as much as you need. That sounds like a pretty good king. Well, this guy's hechmitz, this guy's NG. He sounds good. Hey, again, or just a review, we had a king who, uh, his name was Daryavish Kodesh, and we're claiming that he was, in the beginning of his kingdom, he was a good king, and we counted him like a Jewish king, because he was such a good goy king, we can like a Jewish king, and the clicker date, which means the day when we switch years, will be Nisan, like a Jewish king. Then we have another thing, where in the end of his reign, we're counting him with the clicker date as Tishri, it sounds like, which is like a goy king. We say, yeah, the one is the beginning of his reign when he was really good, in the end of his reign he was NG, they switched him to the clicker, when, when we switch years, we switch to Tishri like the goyim kings. Okay? So that's what I mean, he sent all these korbanot, he sounds like he's good. Says the Gemara, Amolo says, Rebbe Metuncha, from your from your bundle, I'll prove to you that that he was no good. Why? It says because he says in that pasuk, bring these sacrifices and have them pray for me. So you're bringing the sacrifices, but only because you want to pray for me, not because you love Hashem, because you wanted to pray for you. So he's not the best. Says the Mara, Uman David Hachi so what if you ask them to pray for you? When you ask someone to pray for you, does that make you NG? You give, you're giving all the if you're giving all the korbanot, but you only but you the only problem is you're asking him to pray for you also. Big deal. That's not a problem. That doesn't make him hechmitz. Uh, he got vinegarized. Why? If a guy says, "I'm giving this." Think this 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 thousand dollars is a car on condition that my son gets out of the coma. 
Sadiq Amur. Nothing wrong with that. It's the total thing. We guys do that every day. Or if a guy says, uh, on condition I get along my bar. Okay, beautiful. We're going to make this, has he, this, this king, we're holding him to such a high standard that he has to give it to Shem Shemayim? What's going on? Look, Asha. Can be Yisrael, can be Kohavim. If a Jew does it, it's fine. If a Goy does it, it's no good. Now, the reason why it's different if a Jew and a Goy is no good, because if a Jew gives it and then the kid doesn't live, still he's, still happy. he's still happy he gave it. When a Jew is the guy, it doesn't work. The whole point that makes you a Jew is if you gave something for the zikhut of this and then it doesn't work, are you happy that you gave this to the guy? Are you happy you gave it to the Beit HaMikdash or to the Goyal? Or now you say, well, you know what? I didn't, I didn't get it. My son didn't live. I wish I, I, wish I didn't give the $1,000. So since the Goyim feel like that, when they give it conditionally, it's no good because had they given all the stuff and didn't work out in this kingdom, he'd be upset. And therefore, it's not a zikhut. Says the Gemara, the Ebite Amor, another opinion. How do we know that this guy, that Yavish, got, got uh, vinegarized? Because it says, Nidbachim di evil gilal, tlata, vinidbach di aa chadat, vinafaktin min bet malkat titehev. Another thing that he was promising to give to the Bet Mikdash besides all those sacrifices every day, which is a daily sacrifice thing. Here he says, I want to be, he's instructing how they, con, how they construct the Bet Mikdash. And they say that you have three rows of marble, then you do a row of wood, right? And you do, and then you do all, all this stuff with, is going to be paid for by him, okay? Why would he put wood in between the marble? Savar, because he figured, in the back of his mind, he's thinking, if the Jews rebel, now that there's wood in the middle of the wall, I could always light it on fire, and I'll be able to get through through the wood part. The marble won't burn, but the wood will burn. So while he's being nice to give the Beit HaMikdash, he's giving design instructions that in the design is a way to beat the Jews. So therefore, he's also vinegarized because of that. Okay? Says the Gemara, Atu Shlomo lo Avid Hachi. Didn't Shlomo Hamelch also do that? Shlomo Hamelch certainly wasn't thinking anyone's going to rebel against him, and he also put wood there. It says there's three rows of stone and one row of cedar, so you see that it's okay for Shlomo. Shlomo made the wood part on the top, and he made the wood part on the bottom. The wood part on the top means you still have rows. Uh, it's 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 a, it's a huge, very very high wall, over eighty feet tall. So if the top is wood, big deal. When the top burns down, you still have plenty of, of marble. But here he puts it on the bottom. So if it falls, does the whole thing falls? Okay. Also, Shlomo put a plaster all over the wood to make it much less impregnable to fire, and Daryavish didn't. Therefore, Daryavish was ng. So far, we have two reasons why he was no good. One, he's no good. Two reasons, Opa. First reason was because he only gave it for personal gain. Second reason was because he put the wood instead of all marble and he put it in a spot that it's uh, dangerous. Now we have the third reason. If Yosef, how could I tell you that he got vinegarified? Mehacha from here. Because it says, in, in the pasuk, in the pasuk later on, it says, 
um, that when uh, Nehemiah was talking to him, right, uh, he's, he was talking to Nehemiah and he had a shegel in front of him. What's a shegel? My shegel, Amar Abba Kalbata. It was a dog, a female dog. He had a female dog that he was using for relations. And that shegel was what was in front of him. Huh? Yes. And that's how we know that he got vinegarized. Not because any of the reasons, because and now once he's having relations with a the dog, there's a problem. Some say that he was Achashrosh's son, yes. That is my son. son of her, him, yes, that's what some are saying. Yes, I'm grandson. That's not unclear. Big, there's a lot of things who this Achashashta Koresh guy is. Big question. Wow. Okay. If so, Haktiv, doesn't it say. There's another passage about Shegel which says, This pasuk is referring to Belshazzar. So Belshazzar was a different king way before Koresh. He's even before Achashverosh, this Belshazzar guy. But it says that when Daniel is talking to Belshazzar, it says, You are the greatest. You're the greatest king. He, he, Daniel is praising this guy, Belshazzar. He says, you're the greatest king. And you, but the problem is you went against Hashem and you brought Hashem's Kalim of the Beit HaMikdash in front of you and you and your nobles and you think, and, and all your people and all your Shegels are here drinking wine from the, from the Kalim of the Beit HaMikdash. It's a big chutzpah, he tells them. How dare you, you and your noblemen and your shegels are drinking wine from the Kalim of the Beit Now, if you're claiming that a shegel is a female dog and that this king is doing his thing with the female dog, shegels don't drink wine, right? Dogs don't drink wine. So it can't be that the word shegel means dog if, if, that, if that's what the pasuk is saying by Belshazzar. Says well, no. If you teach it enough, it learns how to drink wine, the dog. So that's how the dog is also. The Pasuk says, when it's talking about the Jewish people in the future, it says that the daughters of the kings honor you. The Shegel stands up at your right, and the golden jewelry of Ophir is on the left. If the Shegel is a dog, what's the Navi telling the Jews? Are you going to have dogs? Hachikam, this is what it means to say. It means like this. In the Zechut that you love the Torah, like the Goyim love their female dogs, you're going to be zocher that you're going to have this. Meaning, if you love the Torah as much as the Kohim love their nonsense, that's the zechut. That's what the Navi is telling the Jews. So it's still good. A shegel does mean a dog. So why is the pasuk mentioning? Did I lose you? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay. It's a weird statement to make. Well, it's an interesting thing. We're telling you that the Kohim are really stuck to the averot, and you see how closely. Now, if the, we in the zechut that we love the Torah. Kishegel, like we love, like the Goyim love their dogs, that's what we're going to get to all this treasure, inshallah, in, in the future. Okay? That's answer number one. one. And the three, three to this one, but answer number uh, one to how you get out of this problem. Really, I can answer you that a Shegel is not a dog. A Shegel is the queen. Okay? Okay? Mm-hmm. 
when Rabbi Barlema told you. So in other words, in all the other Pesukim, Shegel means queen. So in the Pasuk of, uh, of the reward for the Jews, it means a queen. And the other pasuk had a question from it means a queen. So how did Rabbi Barlema say that the kalbata by by this king when he got vinegarized was a dog? Why you with me, Oren, or no? Okay, says the Gemara. My karel is shegel. Why we call it shegel? No, Gemara Gmila. He had he had a tradition. He had a tradition passed from his fathers. In this case, it means a dog. So why do they call it a queen? A queen? If it's a dog, why is it a queen? Because he liked, he loved it like a queen. Alternatively, this guy was so messed up that he sat it like a queen, which means he made a special throne for it, and it was sitting next to him in the throne. So we're calling it the shegil, even though we don't want to tell you exactly that it was a dog. We call it the queen, and he. This rabbi has a tradition that when it was calling her the queen, it meant. It was, a do- it was a dog sitting in the queen's chair, queen's throne. Okay, and that, therefore that's how we know. Ibait Ema, another answer. How do we know that he became bad? Because it says, He's, Now, so according to this, the reason why he became sour is because in the beginning he said, take as much as you want of everything. And now all of a sudden he said, you can have up to 100 barrels of oil, unlimited salt, up to this. He's giving limits. What happened? In the beginning he was saying, take whatever you need. Now he's saying, okay, uh, up to this, and up to this, and up to that. Okay, that means already something's wrong. That's uh, vinegarized. Maybe in the beginning he didn't know what he wanted. And now, at, at this time, he knows exactly what they need. So that's why he's telling him the numbers. Rather, go back to the original answers. You're right. We're going from the Shegel. We're going from the other things. We can't go with that. Okay. In the end, we came out that he was a, he was a good king. We became a bad king. We had a few different reasons. But the last reason we got rid of. Okay. Back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah had said that Rosh Chodesh Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for the... Kings and for the holidays. Now we want to know what does it mean Rosh Hashanah for the holidays? What's up with that? Says the Gemara, for the holidays. The holidays meaning that means they're telling me that the first holiday of the year is Pesach, which is in Nisan. Says the Gemara, the first holiday isn't on the first of Nisan. It's on the 15th of Nisan. Pesach's on the 15th of Nisan. Why are we saying the 1st of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for the holidays? It is, it is not. The 15th of Nisan is. Good? I'm sorry. I'm Rabbi Chistaf. Regal Shabo Rosh Chodesh Lagalim. It's the, the, the meaning. The 1st of Nisan is the Rosh Chodesh that the holiday in that month is the first of the, of the holidays. That's what we meant. Good. Amar of Chista. Okay. Nafkemina lenoder. What's a nafkemina? What the first one is? Meaning, uh, if I tell you uh, Pesach's the first one, Hazabaruch. What if I tell you Shavuot's the first one? Who cares? What's a nafkemina? Uh, Sukkot's the first one. There's three regalim. What's the What's the practical difference of which one's first? Okay. Says the Gemara. Nafkemina lenoder. If a guy makes a neder to the Beit Hamikdash. Let's say he promises he's going to give something to the uh, 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 bull as a korban to the Beit Hamikdash. The maker of the bal 
if you pass over, you'll be chayav for baltacher for delaying your your payment. Aha is that you have to make payment in a timely manner. What's called a timely manner? According to the Torah, is a machloket. According to one opinion, you have to pass through three holidays, and the three holidays have to be in order. So if you, if you would have started, well, if you let's say for example, let's say you, let's say you had made the neder before Shavuot, okay? You go Shavuot, Sukkot, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, and you end up with five holidays until you have to pay that neder. Whereas had you made it right before Pesach. And you just have Pesach Shavuot Sukkot. So, which holiday is the first holiday is really very relevant for how long you have to pray to pay your pledge. And how do we? And if so, the town of the Mishnah would be Shimoni. That means the town of our Mishnah has got to be the Shimon because we're going to see there's a five way machloket when you have to pay your pledges. And Rabbi Shimon is the one who does it the way I described it just now. Says the whether you do a neder or you do maktish, you do the or whether you, you said my value is on me. In all these cases, you're making a pledge. Once he passes three holidays, he did baltacher. He just he's too late, and he, he went against the Torah being too late. The three holidays have to be in order. That's what I just told you. That's why our, our mission must have been Rabbi Shimon. Would also say, when we say holidays, sometimes it could be only three holidays. Sometimes it could be four holidays. Sometimes it's five holidays. Ket said, How does it work? If you made a, a, a promise before Pesach, then how many is it, Oren? Three? Exactly. If I said it before Shavuot, it's five. Before Sukkot, four, like we just said. So far, we only mentioned two rabbis. One rabbi who says three holidays, any three holidays. And the second rabbi who says three holidays. What time is it? We're good, we're good. 7.15. Okay, we're good, we're good. It's 7.15? Uh, quarter to, okay, quarter. Quarter. let's go. Tanur Rabbi, we learned to the Brayta. The guy who's chayav for damim or arachin, charamim, or hekteshot, chataot, vashamot, these are all things that you owe to the Beit HaMikdash, Right? All these things. Once you pass by three holidays, this, according to this first opinion, again, three holidays in any order. Depends when, doesn't make a difference what, what holiday you made it in front of. It's always three. That's one opinion. Three holidays in order. Like we said before, Chag Matzot is first. Rabbi Meir Omer, he says, any one holiday. Rabbi is the strictest here. He says, you made it before Sukkot, right after Sukkot, you're over. That holiday, you have to bring it. Now, by the way, this makes sense when we're going by holidays because in the time of Bet HaMikdash, you needed to bring it to the Bet HaMikdash. And on the holiday, you were going Ali Al-Regal. So it made sense that, that, that the Torah makes it that it's relevant to holidays how long you have, you have to pay the Nedir. Because you could bring it up when you come. So according to a mayor, once you came once to the Beit HaMikdash on Shavuot, why didn't you bring it? You didn't bring it? That's Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yaakov Omer, once you pass two holidays, over that's, that's already Baltacher. That's the third, fourth opinion. According to him, just Sukkot. 
We don't care about any holiday. If you made it right before Sukkot, you have one holiday. But if you made it last year after Sukkot, you have a full year till Sukkot. Good. Now we're going to go through the reasons for each rabbi of Baal Ta'cher. My Ta'ama de Tanakama. What's the Tanakama's reason that he says you need three holidays, he doesn't care what the order is? Mechti, let's see. Minayu Salik. We were talking about the three holidays, right? And why do you have to come back afterwards and say, He's telling you like this. He's saying, there's a pasuk on the side. If you look at the pasuk on the side of your page, it says, Come, don't come empty-handed. Okay, now this pasuk saying don't don't come empty-handed three times a year. The pasukim right before the pasuk. This is Devarim Tetvav Tetzayim. This whole pedic was talking about holidays. So you don't have to tell me what what are the three holidays. We know them already. Why is the pasuk repeating it? You know why it's repeating it to teach you that if you come up empty-handed after you made a promise. After three holidays, that's when you're over. That's his trick. Because he's telling you the holidays to tell you when you're over about Acher. Rabbi Shimon, what does Rabbi Shimon say? Omer, According to this, Rabbi Shimon holds that since the, yes, all the Pesukim were talking about the three holidays, but the last holiday it was talking about was Sukkot. And so therefore, it needed to say Pesach and Shavuot. But Sukkot, it definitely didn't need to say. Because that was the last thing you were talking about. So why did you mention Sukkot? To teach you that Sukkot has to be the last one. And that's why, that's why Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, and it has to be in order according to Bishamon. Remeir, my time, huh? So why does Remeir say what he says, which is that one holiday over? Why is he so strict? It says you come there and you bring there. If you came to the Beit HaMikdash, you should have brought it. Since you didn't come, you're over about Tachir. That's how he learns it from. What do, what do the other rabbis say about the Pasuk? Pasuk seems to say that every time you come, you have to bring it. That's telling you that you, you have a mitzvah aseh to bring it when you come. But you're not over a mitzvah lot aseh till three. Till three. You got it? So, this is not, so if you don't bring it the first time, first holiday, the rabbis agree, it's not fine. The rabbis agree you missed the mitzvah aseh. But you're not getting a mitzvah lotase of don't be late. That you need three for. So the rabbis use his pasuk, agree. They agree with your pasuk, but they disagree that that pasuk makes, a, makes it a baltacher. They use the pasuk for, for the ase of bringing it. Okay? So everyone agrees it's good to bring it right away, but it doesn't mean that you have to. Rebbe Meir, what would Meir say back to him? Rebbe Meir is the one who says that you're only, only one year over. What does he say back? Since the Torah says to bring it, he didn't bring it. Torah told you to bring it. And you didn't bring it, that's automatically about That's how he's learning it. It says, Hold what he holds. If you remember what Rabbi Yezub and Yaakov holds, he says that you're aware as soon as you pass uh, two holidays. Where does two come from? Right? One I get. Three I get. What, where, where'd you get two from? It says, it says, it says, These you should do for God on His times. The word times is plural. Now, once you go plural, it could be a thousand, 
or it could be as little as two. So therefore, we, we can't assume too many. We have to assume the minimum. The minimum is two. So it says, since it's mo'adichim, when you pass two mo'ads, bingo, baltachir. Okay, you got to go with two. Okay. Rabbanan, what did Rabbanan say that pasuk? It's a nice pasuk. What, what, how do they answer Rabbanan's Vayikov? Ha'ul k'tibiyonu. They use that like Rabbanan. Da'amar Rabbanan, because Rabbanan says, Hikshu kol ha'modim kulam There's a connection of all the holidays. Shikulan b'chaprin al-tumat mikdash v'kadoshav. Each holiday is a kapara for the tumat mikdash. And they're using it for something completely different, and therefore they're not using it for baltachir. Last opinion. Rebezo b'shimon ma'itama. What's the reason why Rebezo b'shimon holds what he says, which, if you remember before, Rezimah Shimon holds that we don't care about any of the holidays. All we care about is Sukkot. Right? So according to him, it, it's a flex guidelines. If you made a neder right before Sukkot, you have a week to bring it. If you made a neder right after Sukkot, you have a year to bring it. Where does he get it from? Netanya, we learned in the Brayta, Rezimah Shimon Omer, lo yomar chag Sukkot. Like we said before, you weren't supposed to, it didn't have to say Chag Sukkot, because we were just talking about that. He, he uses like the previous rabbi, remember if you remember the rabbi before who said that he needed three holidays? He says the reason why he mentioned Sukkot is to tell you that Sukkot has to be the last of the three holidays. Uh-huh. This rabbi says, it mentions Sukkot, not to tell you that it's the last of the three holidays, it tell you that this is the only holiday. We don't care about any other holiday, we only mention Sukkot because... That's the one that, that that's taluyan. If you pass the sukkot, bal tachir. You didn't pass the sukkot, you're still good. These two rabbis, Rameir and Yaakov, what do they do with this pasuk? That those three holidays that I mentioned, why does it mention them if it's not to tell you that you need three holidays? Because they hold one or two, right? So then. Why does it mention these th- these three things? They need that pasuk for How do we know that atzeret has payback for all seven days? Now let me explain you what this means. Uh, if a guy, every Jew has to bring a korban hagiga every on the first day of Pesach, Shavuot or Sukkot. Okay, they call it Shalmeh Hagiga. Now, let's say you forgot to bring it on the first day of Sukkot. You're allowed to bring it throughout Sukkot. Okay, it's supposed to be the first day. You didn't bring it? Don't worry, you can bring it second day. Let's have seven days. Pesach too, you have seven days. Now, Shavuot is a one-day holiday. If you missed bringing it on the first day of Shavuot, does that mean you're stuck? So we're telling you here that because we mentioned Chagah Sukkot, Chagah Shavuot, Chagah Matzot, we mentioned all three of them to tell you that even on Chagah Shavuot, you have seven days to bring your Shalmei Chagiga. Okay? And by the way, we don't say Anna. Syrians don't say Anna after Sukkot, after Shavuot for seven days because of this, because we can still bring your Korbanot. It's still Hara-ish, because you can still bring your Korbanot after, Sukkot, after Shavuot for those days. Okay? Right? Just like Pesach, you have seven days. Why don't we connect it to Chag Sukkot? Why are you connected to Pesach and saying you have only seven days? Why are you connected to Chag Sukkot where there's eight days to bring your Korban? Right? Because the Shemini said it. Shemini said it is his own holiday. And therefore, it's really not part of the previous holiday. 
Okay? Comes out that Sukkot, you only have seven days to bring it, not eight days. So Shemitah said, you, on Shemitah said, you cannot bring an old, if you owe a Korban Hagigah from the first day of Sukkot, you can't bring it on Shemitah said. Says the Amor, the Shemini, I mean the Shemini regular with Atzmahu, the Inyan Pazit Kashav. When we said that Shemini Atzeret is its own holiday, it's only for six things. And the, the way to remember the six things is Pazar Kashav. But when it comes to, well, I'll explain to you what they are in a second. But regarding Tashlumim, everyone agrees that you can do it. The Tanakh is learned in the Mishnah. Mishlo Chag, Yom Tov, Rishon Shel Chag, a guy who forgot to do a Koman Chag on the first day, Choge Kol Regal Kulo. He can even do it on Shemini Atzeret. So you see that he can do it on Shemini Atzeret. So how can you tell me that's not included? It is included. The only thing that Shemini Atzeret is its own holiday for is Pazar Kashav. Now what's Pazar Kashav? Look at Rashi. Rashi says, we already said in the Pazar is Pais. Okay, let me just go through here quicker. Okay. Pais means you have, a, you have a new lottery. Right? Usually, during a whole Sukkot, there's 70 bulls that are offered on uh, and they, 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 they give them to the 24 Mishmarot, right? They give one to each Mishmarot. So every, every group of Kohanim that's a, that's a group has a, a couple of bulls to give, right? Now, when it comes to Shemina said there's only one bull, and you make a new lottery among all 24 to, to, for who gets to offer that bull. So that pious means a lottery to figure out who does the bull. Zman is because you Zman, Zain Zman, Shechianu, to tell you that new Shechianu because it's a new holiday. Right on Shemini, I said it. We make we say Shechianu in Kiddush. Well, I could do holiday on the second last days of Pesach. We don't say Shechianu. It's not a new holiday. Regel, it's a holiday. Shemini, said it is not part of Sukkot. It's a new holiday. So when you mention the thing, you say Chag Shemini, I said it. That's it. That's a regel. Korban, new Korban, because the Musaf are different, different than Sukkot. On the seventh days of Sukkot, yeah, you go down in the in the Korban, and over here it's only one bull. Shir, you have a different song. Yeah, there's two different songs to sing. On, on Sukkot, you sing one certain song, and on Shemini Atzeret, there's a different song. And finally, Beracha, that on Shemini Atzeret, the king had to bless Kal Yisrael. That's Beracha. And, and it does, they don't do that on Sukkot. So all those things are the positive Kashem. So let's go back, back to the Gemara two seconds. Sorry, I know you have to go, guys. I'm going to go downstairs in a second. What time is it? I have, to, I have two minutes. Good. Says the Gemara. If you grab a lot, you didn't grab anything. You grab a little, you did. And therefore, if you're not sure if it's seven days or eight days, assume it's seven. Right? That's what I was asking. So, in other words, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, hold on, let me just, I, I explain this right. We're asking now, who told you to compare Shavuot to get seven days to Pesach and saying that Shavuot only has seven days and not compare it to Sukkot that has eight? Says, well, I have a rule. If you, have, if you don't know what to compare it to and you have a choice, one's seven, one's eight. Tafasta always take the last one. Tafasta Mu'at, Tafasta. If you're not sure, take seven because that, that, that you can be sure about. Okay, oh, so we'll stop here. We're going to stop over here at the bottom of the page. Amen. You got it?